Voice, where we have meaningful conversations that awaken your desire to live at your highest self, becoming all you were created to be. I am your friend and host, Carla Hernandez, partnering up with the Holy Spirit to provide discipleship to women through personal experiences and biblical wisdom. I am a sinner saved by grace, filled with the Holy Spirit, stepping into purpose by faith as I proclaim the gospel by sharing the good news. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming My Voice with Perla Hernandez. I truly pray that this week is full of blessings and opportunities. I am super grateful to be here with all of you. Can we just complain for one second over how hot it is in Texas? Summer officially began last Wednesday, the 21st, and we are hitting the 100s. When I go walk outside, the grass is so crunchy. So I'll definitely need to crank uh, more time on my sprinkler system. But with all that being said, I am grateful for being able to even complain about these little things because it just means at the end of the day, God is always blessing me through it. And in this example, I'm actually able to own my home and count that as a big blessing. It's all about our perspective and how we choose to react to circumstances. So in today's episode, I've decided to make it a little more different than what I've previously been recording. I want this to be more of a chit chat with you. I want to involve you into my journey. And I've actually searched for podcasts that are more personable and relatable, only to realize that not everyone is willing to share their life publicly. And since I haven't found that, I've decided to become what is missing. Yay! (laughs) I want to talk about the things I wish my younger self knew. I want to be an open book on what it means to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. No one talks about how lonely it can feel, how misunderstood, or better yet, how painful it can be for growth. As we are being pruned, we have to unlearn and relearn, which begins to make you question who you are truly. What is your identity? So I want to be the one that tells you flat out honest that committing your life to Jesus does not make your life easier. In some ways, it becomes more difficult as the struggle of sin is more pronounced. Anger, laziness, self-centeredness, materialism, gluttony, self-control, intimacy issues, the temptations seem never-ending. Before I completely discourage you, life may not get easier but it is more fulfilling and rewarding see the world the flesh and the devil don't go away because we simply decide to step into a relationship with god now the devil will come after you much harder as he won't ever give up he knows he will never enter heaven again so therefore he doesn't want you to have what he'll never obtain man If I were to tell you all about all of the attacks the devil has done to get me to fall, he's made me question God's promises to myself time and time again, telling me I'm not worthy, that I don't matter, that my voice has no power, that no one is even listening to my podcast, 
or when he makes me question my self-worth and my insecurities. Being a Christian is difficult. The battle is constant in our mind. Friends no longer understand us. Even our own families question our new involvement and associations. Those we love often feel rejected, angry, and defensive. They don't understand why we can no longer continue in our old ways. Being a Christian is challenging as it requires growth. God loves us too much to let us stay the same. And this growth can become painful as we cling to our comfort zone. But remember, positive change is so rewarding. See, for me, it's been a tough season. I can look collected in appearance, but in the inside, I'm a mess at times. My faith isn't strong every day. I am human. I fail. Not only God, but myself. There are days where everything feels so heavy and I'm so emotional and feel defeated. Then there are my happy days where my heart is on fire for Jesus and I want to love everyone and reflect Jesus wholeheartedly. Well, this week, it's been more of the heavy emotion and I'm spirit-led to share what this looks like. I've been on this kick to implement new routines that will help me stay consistent and disciplined as these are both my weakness. Unlike most of you, all of you organized individuals, I, on the other hand, I struggle badly in these areas of my life. My body is resistant to change. Therefore, I procrastinate and am easily distracted. That's no lie. I work well under pressure as I've created these patterns to be acceptable. I am 32 years old. So imagine being a certain way all of your life and now you're having to unlearn all that is needed to level up. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's where my mind betrays me. I want it now. I've always been so hard on myself as I picked that up unconsciously through my parents. As the oldest, I was always told I had to lead or set the example. Here I am at 32 telling my inner child that my parents didn't know any better and now it's my responsibility to unlearn. Lately, I haven't shown up for myself. I haven't given myself grace. And I've caught myself slipping and returning to old habits that Jesus delivered me from. So if you have been feeling heavy, emotional, not enough, not capable, returning to old habits, this is the episode you want to listen. I am here with you, sister. You are not alone in this. The enemy is going to use any small crack to get you off your A-game. When thoughts that are not your own, nor God's, you need to set boundaries and rebuke them. Don't give the enemy any space in your mind. These thoughts can be anything from it's harmless, one more time won't hurt, everyone is doing it, no one will know, come on. Or how about the easiest one, it's a white lie. Ladies, let me remind us, anything that we do is forgiven when we repent from the heart. But honestly, the small sins only hurt us. They make us distance ourselves from God due to our shame. 
And this is how for the past few days, anxiety and depression started to creep up. Slipping into sin caused me to distance myself from God by not putting on God's full armor, then to praying less. And before I knew it, I wasn't in God's word. It all happened so gradually by letting myself down when I didn't follow through with my agenda and daily tasks to giving into worldly pleasures to satisfy my flesh. Our flesh is always going to let us down. Our hearts deceive us when we aren't guarded, just as our minds do as well. This is why Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Instead of seeking God for advice or help, I took matters into my own hands. As I grew a gap between God and I, guess who was interceding for me? If you guessed the Holy Spirit, you earn a point in my book. The Holy Spirit was convicting me, telling me to seek God, to go into God's presence, that what I was doing was hurting me, and that the temporary happiness was going to turn into shame. And guess what? The Holy Spirit was right, as he always is. As soon as I was at home alone with my thoughts, guess who decides to join me in my shame? Yep, the enemy and his demons, telling me nothing but lies to prevent me from repenting and seeking God. As the days passed, I felt so alone. I felt as if everything I was trying to achieve didn't matter, that it was pointless. And then when I cried out, God shows up. He tells me, it's time we have a talk. I didn't want to face him. I knew I was wrong. Just as any kid is trying to avoid their parent after knowing they did wrong, that was me, avoiding God. I knew I had to let this all out as I was drowning in my emotions. So I obeyed. I pulled the drain on my heart and poured out my heart to my father. He already knew what I was going to tell him, but he wanted to hear it from me. As I was telling God all about the regret I have, he asked me, why did you feel the need to return to what I delivered you from? I couldn't find any answer to justify my actions. I simply stayed quiet. That's when God said to me, Perla, your emotions are not facts. You may feel that you let yourself down, so why do you judge yourself so harshly? Isn't that my job? Because I haven't even judged you. If anything, I wanted you to come to me first the moment you felt upset with yourself. You tell others to give themselves grace, but you are the first one to be so critical and quickly put yourself down. How can I take you into new territory and blessings when you continue to fail yourself over and over again? Perla, I cannot give you what you are not ready to receive. You will not know how to handle the blessings I have prepared for you. Oh, sis, <laughs> when I tell you God set me straight, <laughs> 
he needed to tell me all of this to correct my behavior. He said it all so gentle but firm. That's when I began to visualize that when I detour from God's will into my will, I am gradually losing days of having all of God's promises in my life. The husband that God has prepared for me can't enter my life when I keep reverting to old patterns. God will not compromise the heart of one of his children, meaning he won't allow me to break the heart of my own husband. When it's all said and done, I am the one to delay my own promises. God already has my table prepared, but I am the one who wants to sit at other tables that Jesus would easily flip to prevent me from losing all God has prepared on my own table. These are hard truths to accept, sis, but God has so much better for us than what we could possibly do for ourselves. I know you heard me say Jesus would flip any table you are trying to sit that isn't for you. So let me ask you, what tables do you need to leave behind? What are the stumbling blocks that are preventing you from meeting the person God has for you? Or the business you promised to start? Or the dream body you keep neglecting? It could even possibly be the decision to fully let go of everything that has kept you chained up to depression or even anxiety. I'm here to pick us both back up. We are not created to be slaves of sin. Jesus already paid our debt. In him we are free. In the Bible, in John 8, 31 through 32, Jesus tells the disciples, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, Jesus promises a freedom that no one can give based on truth that he alone possesses. As the Messiah, he has come to set prisoners free. True freedom can be found only in the right paternity. Not everyone who claims Abraham as their father has God as their father. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. As Romans 9, 6 states, None can claim God as their father who won't have his son as their savior. If our spiritual genealogy includes only our earthly heritage, we may be religious, but we are still spiritual orphans. Practicing religion doesn't give us a place in the book of life. True spiritual heritage requires a connection to one who existed long before Abraham, namely Jesus. As he states in John 8, 58 saying, Before Abraham was, I am. Only through the gospel can we be rescued from the dominion of darkness where Satan is father. And be brought into the family of God, where we are given the full rights and delights as the children of God. As children of God, it is time to get up, put on God's full armor, know his word by reading it daily to fight the enemy. What I've learned is that as we grow in Jesus, we realize that God isn't just desirous of our confirming to a set of rules. He wants all of us 
He wants a crucified life given totally to him. He cares about everything you care about. He wants you to tell him everything. Instead of seeking validations of our emotions to others, let's go to God first through prayer or reading his word. He wants us to hear from him. He wants us to ask him for help to our problems. He wants to guide us. When I say God wants all of you, I am referring to it all. The dreams, nightmares, convictions, anger, hurt, love, joy, betrayal. Tell it all to him. Nothing you can say will scare him away. Trust me. I thought I could scare him off with all of my sin in my past. He still loves and receives us with open arms. Every day we have an opportunity to become better than who we were yesterday. That is pure grace and mercy extended to us from God. So sis, I am here sharing my tea to encourage you. Remind you that it's not just you facing all the circumstances alone. It's difficult. I understand. So does Jesus. Let's repent and confess first to our Father. Next, it's time to get organized. As much as I don't want to, this is for me too. I hear God saying, it's time to do less. I feel like we get caught into this picture of having to get it all right to find fulfillment or God's approval. But God wants obedience, not sacrifice. We overcomplicate things for ourselves. In simple terms, it means hearing the word of God and acting on it. It implies aligning our will to God's will, doing what God has asked us to do. It is when we surrender to his authority and base our decisions and our actions on his word. Do you remember the famous WWJD meaning? To make it much easier in every decision you are making, honor God by asking yourself, what would Jesus do? We know he would be honoring God always. So that means he wouldn't be texting that person late at night to come over. He wouldn't be smoking weed or taking those shots at the bar. He wouldn't be cursing people out. Seriously. Always ask yourself, if Jesus was right here with me, what would I say? What would I do? Many times we do the things we do because we aren't sober minded. I recently had this conversation with a friend. Drinking and smoking aren't necessarily the sin. The sin is how we respond to the effects of being drunk and high. When we are under the influence of alcohol, we say and do things we wouldn't soberly. The sin is the consequence you have when having sex. What do you do? You commit fornication. For being high, you lose self-control. <laughs> I know that's my downfall. When self-control is out the window, I overindulge in food, which is gluttony. We know gluttony is a sin. And let's not forget, we are unproductive, leading to laziness, which is yet another sin. It's a rippling effect. It's always the consequences of our poor actions 
that cause us to stumble. So if drinking and smoking cause us to sin, we have to cut them off. Just as Jesus said in Matthew 5.30, And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. (laughs) I mean, basically cut off anything that is causing us to sin. Honestly, the more time we spend in the presence of God, the less we are to sin. Let's analyze it. After going to church, maybe doing some devotional, worshiping, praying, we are less likely going to revert to old ways. Consistency is key to growing. Let's use the gym as an example. If we show up every day to a new environment where people are training, it will automatically motivate us to work out. Results happen gradually. After the first three months, you look at yourself in the mirror and you appreciate your gains. You begin to love the journey of your fitness goals and automatically you eat better as a result of your progress. See, now you're invested in working out and it becomes a lifestyle. You have to push yourself to show up. I know the struggle. Our bodies prefer to be comfortable and resist and to cooperate. That is why we need to be stronger than our flesh. Find the root cause of why we are resistive. I'll share mine. I find that I don't want to go through the mental aspect of having to push myself. And as I began to dig deeper into this feeling, God reveals that it's the fact that I've always had to be the one to show up for myself since I was young. My parents worked multiple jobs and I had no choice but to step up and take care of my younger siblings. Throughout school, I had to figure it all out on my own. My parents didn't speak English and I was left to do homework alone, projects, and even become their translator. All said and done, I tie that feeling of having to show up to my childhood trauma. The fact that I've had to figure it out and do it all alone for so long, for so many years, it becomes mentally exhausting. I want a break. Being an adult, choosing personal development is a mental battle, but we become better versions of ourselves. Now, the same way we go to the gym, work out, eat better for our physical appearance is the same commitment we should have with God. Showing up every day by making time to pray and read the Bible is how our relationship grows with the Lord. The beautiful part is that we are asked to show up as who we are and accept it. And then God joins and begins to do all the heavy lifting. You begin to know God's character and fall in love with him more each day. Everything in life takes practice. In order to master a skill, you must keep trying over and over again. You will fail at times, but it's the repetition of trying that creates professionals. Everyone's success story starts off with an ordinary person that decided to pursue their goals and try every day. So that's us. 
We must try every day to become better 1%. Let's fall more in love with God by nurturing our relationship with Him. Let's involve Him in our every day as the Holy Spirit helps us discern daily choices and decisions. In the end, it's in our best interest to allow God all in. So this is why I am thinking of creating a monthly challenge for the month of July. If you are one that does better with accountability and love a good old challenge, then this is for you. I'm calling it Hope 30. Starting July 1st, it gives us a few days to prepare. Maybe let's pull out a notebook. Maybe let's put a, pull out a habit tracker. But let's go all in for 30 days and create kingdom routines that will help us get 30% closer to our goals. So we have five minimum habits we must achieve each day. If we miss one, let's do our best to complete it the next day. We don't have to start over, keep trying, showing up every day. We can't give up. That's the main rule. So wherever you fell off, get back up. So now let's jump into the five habits. So for number one, we are to wake up and make bed before 6 a.m. Yes, I said make your bed. So that way you don't get back into it. Don't sleep past 6 a.m. If you need at least 7 to 8 hours of sleep, that means your bedtime is no later than mm, 10 to 11 p.m. at night, which is very doable. Now, habit number two. You are to pray and read one chapter of any book in the Bible. Time block at least 35 to 45 minutes of your day to get into God's presence. Start with prayer, asking God to speak to you. Open your heart and ears to him. If you need any help on choosing a book in the Bible, you can always read Proverbs. It's the book of wisdom written by the wisest man to ever live, which is Solomon, King David's son. Now for habit number three, I want us to listen to one podcast over personal growth or even another Christian podcast. So you have mine for... One day out of the week, so let's pick six other ones. Listen listen to them while you cook, you drive, I don't know, maybe even a walk, you're showering, or a workout. The possibilities are endless. You have many options. But let's at least listen to one minimum. So for habit number four, we are to journal. This is to process our emotions out loud. Either we write them out or we create a voice memo. If if you're like me that's on the go and have very limited time, recording is a very good option. Let's turn our voice daily. What we feel, what we are facing, the best part of our day. Maybe it's a lesson that we learned that day. Whatever you have stirring up in your beautiful heart, let's get it documented. So for the very last one, habit number five, we're going to make this one extra challenging because it is a mental challenge. Let's commit to working out for one hour minimum. Whether we split it in two sessions, 30 minutes each, whichever way works for you, any workout will do. You can do weightlifting, Pilates, running, playing tennis, 
rollerblading, or simply even just walking. But let's get the body moving. Let's get the endorphins and the heart rate going. This is all about challenging ourselves and doing this for us. Loving ourselves enough to show up. It's time we stop sleeping on ourselves and apply what we know is good for us. We are all in this together. You got this, sis. Now, if you are saying yes to yourself and you accept Hope 30, make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, at Becoming My Voice. I am working up the courage to document my day every day and go the extra mile. If you want to join me on this journey, tag me in all of your videos and I'd love to share your story too. So remember, the five habits are number one, wake up no later than 6 a.m. and make your bed. Number two, pray and read one chapter of the Bible for a minimum of 30 to 45 minutes. Number three, one podcast over personal development or a Christian podcast. Number four, journal your voice. Number five, work out for at least one hour. This is so exciting. I can't wait for the opportunities and lessons we will have these upcoming weeks. We will blossom and most of all, our faith will grow as we increase our hope. Without hope, we are unable to be faithful. We will discuss hope and faithfulness on next week's episode. If you've listened all the way through, thank you for not only listening to me, but to invest in yourself, to give yourself more and follow through on the desires God placed in you. If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review as this is how we can grow the podcast and help other women as Becoming My Voice enters their life. Sharing, liking, and reviews are how we pass through the algorithm. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming My Voice. I pray you have received encouragement from today's message. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so we can grow this community and empower other women. To stay up to date with Becoming My Voice and extra content, you can follow me on Instagram at Becoming My Voice. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound.